With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lost Hope Radio. With your hands lifted up straight, say it.
Real Talk, Real Issues, Real Solutions. All of those shows were amazing. You can always chime in and check in uh, with those shows. But you can also find my brother, uh, the good pastor, Harold D. Washington and the Kitchen Chronicles. That's right. You can find the Kitchen Chronicles every Tuesday. My brother is there every Tuesday. He comes on with the Kitchen Chronicles. He's probably going to be taking a little hiatus because he got some good news that I saw him posted. And since it's public, I can talk about it. Uh, I thought he was going to be here tonight, but he didn't. Uh, but he's got some good news. But the Kitchen Chronicles, every Tuesday, somewhere around 7.15, 7.30, you can catch the Kitchen Chronicles uh, with the good pastor, Harold D. Washington. But y'all know what we do every Sunday. We start off with worship every Sunday. That means you can join right here uh, at 4501 South Vincennes. The Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church is live every Sunday. That's right. Join Senior Pastor Daryl in person and the birthplace of gospel music family for a good time in word, worship, and prayer. You can always catch us here at 11 a.m. Amen, amen. And then my brother follows up right after. That's right, the good pastor, the senior pastor, Harold D. Washington, and the Faith Works and Vision Church. You can always catch catch him as well uh, right when we are done, uh, right when we are done, somewhere around 12, 15, 12, 30. The Faith Works and Vision virtual service is always that. And they always have a good word over there. Amen. Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you can download a podcast, you can find us there. Amen. All right. Uh, it's the church check-in. Four-piece check-in. Y'all know what to do. Come on in. Let's get the church check-in going. God bless you. I see Felicia already said, uh, she came and praise the Lord. She said, wonderful sermon yesterday. Who are the singers who sang tomorrow? Oh, they did sound good, even though... Um, I'm trying to see, is that, not, is that not the song that I wanted? But even though they sung, um, I think I at first when she told me about that song, I was like, I didn't know if I wanted that song. Uh, but yeah, that was the song that they sung. Uh, that was Eric and, uh, what's my man's name? Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Yeah, Eric and Jeffrey uh, were there. And uh, it is like, yeah, they, they did an amazing job. You know, that's a, uh, one of my guests that showed up, um, one of my guests that showed up uh, yesterday told me, he said, man, I really enjoy they singing. I was like, oh, yeah. I said, you know what it is? They, they have learned to sing. Uh, they have learned to sing together. And um, it was just, you know, uh, it was just really, really good. Uh, and I was just like, wow. So, um, yeah, but anyway, I because I, I did originally ask them to change the song. But it's all good. But it worked out. It worked out. So, But, again, it's the four-piece check-in. Did you do that already, four-piece check-in? It's the four-piece check-in. What church did you go to yesterday? Uh, who preached the sermon yesterday? What was the scripture? And what was the sermon title? Y'all come on and check in with your boy real quick on the TTLO radio show. Come on and check in and let us know. Let us know. Let us know uh, what church you were at yesterday. I want to know what – I want to see what kind of notes y'all was taking on yesterday, huh? I want to see what kind of notes y'all was taking, taking on yesterday. We had a good time in worship yesterday. Thank you to, let me say early on, uh, um, I was I was grateful uh, to my um, to the uh, the guest that I had show up yesterday. Um, uh, my 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 barber Alexander uh, from Noble Cuts. Uh, he showed up yesterday and had a great time. He was so excited. Uh, and I was grateful to have him here uh, with me, supporting me, been knowing that brother his whole life. <laughs> been knowing that brother his 
his whole life. So I was glad to see him uh, in the house yesterday, man. It was just a good time uh, in in the Lord yesterday. And then one of my uh, classroom partners showed up. Uh, one of my classroom, one of my coworkers showed up uh, yesterday as well. Uh, Miss Serena Griffin, thank you for bringing her family out. Uh, always a good time uh, with uh, her as well and her family, man. So I did. We had we had a good time yesterday. And then Latanya had invited some people out uh, from people that she met, and it was just a good time. It was a good time, and I'm appreciative of everybody. That came out. Even the guests that we had time, people that were from out of town, they came up to me. It was like, "Oh, we had such a wonderful time. Thank you so much." It was some, I don't know if you saw them. The uh, the, uh, the Asian people, yeah, they came in. They was hanging out with us, so it was good, man. It was just a good time in worship. I was glad to be able to um, to um, again. I'm, I'm always grateful for all every preaching uh, moment and every preaching opportunity. I, I, like I tell people all the time, I don't take them lightly. So, uh, but it was fun. It was a good time. It was good. I don't know about fun, but it was a good time uh, yesterday. It was a good time. Uh, your barber, what does he cut? My beard, man. What you? <laughs> uh, uh, Pastor Daryl in person. Uh, what do we cut? You know, he don't have no facial hair. You know, yeah, because he right. Where your stash yet, dude? <laughs> he ain't got no facial hair. You know him or Evan? I don't think him either. Do Evan got any facial hair? Let me think. No, none of them dudes got no facial hair. All <laughs> walking around here. No, I don't think none of them. I don't think none of them got no facial hair. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. What's the guy from um, Blackish? Andre's friend. From Blackish. Uh, oh, you talking about the the, the Dion Cole? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, they need to watch that one when he talks about <laughs> what your fashion. Let me read. Let me read these comments. Uh, Felicia checking in first from the All Nations Aurora. Uh, from. <laughs> Uh, from the All Nations Aurora, Mary Alice uh, was the speaker. Uh, the message was called The Big Picture. You need to pray. Uh, you need to pray. You need to pray. Uh, what is it called? Yeah, you need to pray. Zechariah 12 and 10, Luke 3 and 21, and then and then 1 Peter 4 and 7. Let's look at that and see. I hope I got the, this thing on this side over here. Um, yeah. Wait a minute. Did I do this right? I did. Okay. Make sure I got this over here. Nope. I am not logged in on this computer. You know, I hate when I do that. Uh, so the chat is over there. That's going to be Zechariah. I'm going to get it from over here then. She said Zechariah, Zechariah 12 and 10. Let's see what Zechariah 12 and 10 says for the people. Zechariah 12 and 10 says the following. Come on, computer. This computer over here is slow. That's why I don't use it. Zechariah 12 and 10 says, and I will pour out of the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, a spirit of grace and supplication. They will look on me, uh, the one they have. Come on now. Come on, come on, computer. Come on. Open, open, open. The one they have, uh, they will look on me, the one they have pierced, and they will mourn for him. I'm reading NIV right now. As one mourns for an only child and grieve bitterly for him as one who grieves for a firstborn son. Ooh. Okay. What was the title again? What was the title again? Zechariah 12 and 10. Okay. Oh, she's New King James. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. And then that's the one I should have read. And then Luke 3 and 21. Luke 3, 21 sounds vaguely familiar. Like, I feel like I should know that by heart. Luke 3 and 21. I do. You know what I'll say, though? Tanya, maybe you can tell me different. 
I'm, I'm starting to in my in my you know because I'm still I still call myself a young preacher in my young time in ministry I'm actually starting to remember finally starting to like remember scriptures like some some like kind of sort of around about look at her putting her head over there like <laughs> you know I'm not trying I'm not no, remembering you are. okay I, mean, I, was, I was asking you a question a, no it's a it's a talent I can't do it uh, well I, no it's is is a you know I think it's a, I think that's help that's one of the just the reading just to be reading sometimes sometimes I just read I, mean, just, I better give one in my my mind well I got one just you know for me but okay I give one in my mind because you know somebody might offer me a million dollars if I just say one scripture <laughs> and I got to be ready for it now, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heaven was open. Okay, now now it's making sense. Now it's making sense. Uh, you need to pray. That Now it's making sense. Now it's making sense. All right, uh, let me see. Uh, Serena said, glad to be back. I shared process sermon to anyone who will listen. I also did a thing. What, what thing did you do? <laughs> what thing did you do? Uh, Felicia says, so sorry for your loss of your past. Oh, this is a pastor person. So sorry for your loss of your pastor's best friend. I would definitely be praying for him. Uh, oh, Serena, so I got all my Bibles ready. The NKJV, the NRSV. Uh, NRSV is a very good uh, study Bible. Uh, uh, for, uh, Serena Griffin, very good study Bible. And she said, my Lutheran study Bible, NRSV. Yeah, NRSV is a very good study Bible. Very good. Uh, I, would, I would recommend that to some people. Uh, in a minute. Regina Sykes says, that Sunday dinner y'all prepared after church looked delicious, period. Amen. <laughs> Gee, that, baby, that Sunday dinner y'all prepared after church? That's what Regina said. That Sunday dinner that y'all prepared after church. Look good. That's what she said. What'd you say? I, I did not prepare anything. That's what I need to have the sound already. Wait, wait, wait. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. Go but ahead. I, but I contribute. <laughs> That's what I can say I did. I did that part. Oh, God. Oh, God. an awesome cup. <laughs> wait, wait. What you, what you I'm writing? just going to... Hold on. It better work, too. Let me see. Let me see. Hold on. Hold on. Let me see. <laughs> this oh, it just ain't going to act right. Okay. Anyway, um, uh, so okay. She said, "Thank you. I got one verse ready as well." Can't miss that million. <laughs> Y'all funny. All right. So you know, this is this is um uh what this is what I was thinking when y'all <laughs> when Tyus said she I, didn't, didn't, I didn't bring just ice now. Hold on. <laughs> Wait, no, no. When she said she ain't cook nothing. Here we go. This is this gonna be. I need to load this sound right here.
Oh God! Yeah, food was good though. Food was good. I, I'm about to pat myself on the back. The food was delicious. It's just, it's just, it's just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was good. We ate too late though. It was too late to eat all that food. But, but I still <laughs> wanted it in the morning. <laughs> right. I'm like, baby, you want some breakfast? I'm on steak. What? <laughs> That's literally what you said. <laughs> I want my steak. What the? <laughs> really? That's what you said. That's what you said. <laughs> But the French toast was awesome this morning. Oh, chili. <laughs> they just had chili juice everywhere. Miss <laughs> 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 uh, Griffin says, I'm on this walk and I'm laughing too hard and my neighbors think I'm crazy. Well, I understand. Well, join the club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, man, look, we had a good time. So, uh, Felicia, I love your, your church check-in. Appreciate you. Y'all come on, do one more time. I'm going to give another few seconds for the church check-in. What church did you go to yesterday? What church did you attend? Who preached yesterday? What was the scripture and what was the sermon title? Come on, do that church check-in. Why don't you? Why don't, you know what I like about church check-in? Miss, Miss Sister Sally Hogan, sometimes she'll watch the show later, and she'll put her check-in <laughs> She'll put her check-in in the comments. And so, you know, we get the comments, like, every time when the show is off the air, we still get the comments when somebody watches it later. So I, it'd be, I'm, always, I'm always tickled, as my grandmama would say, when I see her late church check-in comment. It'll be, like, Tuesday or Wednesday, <laughs> and she'll do the church check-in. So I love it. I love it. Sally Hogan, 98, on this here internet. What's your excuse? On this here internet, what is your excuse? Uh, but, yeah, watch this, watch this. So... Uh, we had a good t- thank. Thank you again, uh, for everybody that came out. It was good. You just want to say something? Oh, okay. Uh, and look, man, look, I appreciate everybody that comes uh, and hangs out with us. We are doing a thing here. I want to put it out there now. Look, I want to invite all of you all if you can. Uh, what is it? July the tenth. You don't have it. You don't have that one on there yet, do you? Yeah, that available. Okay, come on out on July the tenth. Y'all come hang out with us. Uh, on July 10th, it is our summer. I'm not a fan. We're changing the name next year. I don't, I don't, we already got a banner, so we can't really. We can't change the name because we already got a banner? Okay. <laughs> we can't call it the, the summer sexy and silly and saved. Um, <laughs> this, uh, uh, whatever, whatever. I had some good names for it last year. Now I can't think of none of them. I had changed the name all the time. Uh, Serena says the EMBC is so welcoming. Well, that's good to know. I told y'all to tell me if y'all wasn't welcome. <laughs> if y'all didn't feel welcome, that's good to know. That's good to know, Serena. Thank you, Miss Griffin. Uh, I, I, I'm sure if that's the person still on here, he got the word uh, right there. That's a good word to have. Um, but yeah, so on on July the 10th, did I did I miss it already? On July, the, oh there it is now. July the 10th. On July 10th, come on out and hang with us. Uh, for our second summer sizzle, uh, second summer sizzle, barbecue picnic, man. We have a good time. We block off the streets right here on the 45th Street side. We have the big, empty, grass-covered lot across the street. Uh, man, we have music. We have games. It's going to be a good time. I don't know if we're going to do the – are we probably going to do a raffle this year? You think we still might do a raffle? We can scrape up a couple – We can scrape, I guess people volunteer some money. We we already been volunteering enough money around here, but people buy, we we might do a raffle because we gave away, that TV was what too I just saw the I just saw the receipt for it. Um, the TV we gave away was only was what that a forty inch TV? Forty three, I believe. Forty three inch TV, yeah. So forty three inch TV we gave away last year. So yeah, it's gonna be raffles. You can do maybe we'll uh, 
yeah, maybe we'll give the first ticket away. That, maybe that's the idea. We'll give the first ticket away. That if you want to buy additional tickets, you can. Oh, oh. Just, that just popped in my head. You, you saw how I was working? Okay. You saw that I go up? Like, I got an idea. He's a genius. <laughs> Can I share the times? Uh, it starts at, it's right there on the screen, or it's not on the screen. 1 p.m. to 4 oh, From 1 to 4. From 1 to 4. It might go to 5. But from 1 to 4, uh, Ms. Griffin, from 1 to 4, that's on a Sunday. So if you come to hang out with us at church, you can just come on and, and, and stay after. You get fed. You have a good time. And you go from praise dancing to percolating. Right. We going right outside because I ain't playing no gospel music when we get outside. So you go right from getting your praise dance on. The percolating, or yes. or housequaking. Yes. <laughs> what are you saying? I'm three. I'm sorry. <laughs> you gotta do it right, baby. I'm three. What up? I'm three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question. Seems over the weekend slot. Seems over the weekend a lot of commentary regarding the Supreme Court issues. Several passive believe Christians should be silent regarding this. I disagree. Church versus state. I said this last week on Friday when I talked about it. Uh, um, Felicia, huh? I don't go too deep because I talked about it last week, but I said this. Um, this is not a time for churches to be quiet at all. It's not a time for churches to be quiet. And I thought about uh, this, and, and a good buddy of mine, Stephen Thurston, uh, Stephen Thurston posted this on his page early, and I so agreed with, so with I mean, literally, I believe every word of it, every every word of it, uh, I literally agreed with uh, because I did not feel that he was overstepping. And I know Steve Thurston likes to push the envelope, and I love the fact that he pushes pushes the envelope. Uh, but this thing is so uh, heavy, and the words and conversations that need to be had, I wish more people would go ahead and uh, and let us know. Like, we need conversations like this. Let me let me give you his post. I'm going to read it for you. He says. Uh, he says this. He says, dear Christians, this is from Stephen Thurston. Uh, he says, dear Christians, as you're quickly and constantly referencing, well, the Bible says, as it relates to Roe versus Wade, he says, I want you to recognize how often you shouted and hollered and cheered and celebrated points of preaching and passages of scripture where babies slash children were actually killed. There's a lot of Bible loyalty and very little Bible literacy. Let me say that again. That's fact. That could have been the whole thing right there. I, I could probably teach that Bible loyalty versus Bible literacy. That might be a good Bible study lesson. But Bible loyalty versus Bible literacy. He says this 3,000-year-old ancient text written by people in a very different cultural context than ours isn't something that's as easy to superimpose on 21st century situations as many make it to be. And, and, let, me, let, let, and let me say this, just, just to expound on his point. Uh, how you doing, uh, Sister Lott and Sister Simpson? How are you? Uh, I, am, I am one who believes, I said this last week, I, and, and I've heard other people say this, I don't take that lightly it is the hard it is probably one of the hardest choices and i was reading some of the comments from people uh, a couple of people were posting a couple of groups that i follow they were talking about this one lady was talking about having an atopic pre- pregnancy and it was either her life or the baby's and they, and the doctor was like we have to you we have to take this out of you because if we don't the, it's gonna die and you both gonna die 
you will never be able to. So she had to make that decision. But if 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 uh, uh, abortions were illegal, that would not have been a that doctor would have been breaking the law. And now take it a step further, Tanya. They're trying to get rid of the Plan B pill. They're not trying to get rid of the Plan B pill. They don't want. They're trying to make Plan B uh, pill illegal in these states. And then I saw. A lady, uh, a pro-life lady in Missouri on the news today, she wants people to be prosecuted if you live in Missouri and you leave Missouri to go to, let's say, Illinois and have an abortion. She wants you locked up when you come back to Missouri. She wants it. She wants it. She wants that. That's literally that's literally how crazy this is. I often wonder and I know it's not. And I'll probably never know. I often wonder, all these people that's yelling pro-life, pro-life, pro-life. And y'all know, I, y'all saw I put some on my personal page the other day. And a couple of my, uh, I got, you know, I told y'all, I got a lot of conservative friends uh, that look like me. They look like me now, uh, but they're conservative. I know them via, via, I shouldn't call them friends. Some of them are Facebook only, uh, but others I know personally. Uh, I just got, just got off the phone with one of them early. <laughs> um, but uh, some of these people have been, going in about this uh this this rule one of my buddies one of my conservative uh brothers said this on my page and i want to find it real quick uh this is what he uh said on my page it's donald Connolly, so i'll say his name because he ain't shame so you shouldn't be um uh, i want to go ahead and just read it real quick donald Connolly. um so this is this this is this is the comment this is one of the comments he says, he says uh, abortion isn't banned. You can still get an abortion in states that allow it. It will be a state issue, not a federal issue. And, why, and while we're at it, why are you so intent on murdering babies? Why are you so intent on murdering babies? I think that's the um, – and then he goes on to say this. This is another comment. He says, really, uh, there are Christian adoption agencies that feed babies. Christian groups that provide housing for the homeless, Christian food banks and soup kitchens, Christian organizations that help people get jobs, etc. So don't come for us unless we sent for you. That's that conversation. Here is the, here is here is my issue uh, with that part of the conversation. A lot of those places are funded and expect have to get funding from other places because churches on their own cannot run these organizations. I shouldn't say that. Most churches, because some churches can, but most churches cannot even have those type of organizations in their, those types of ministries in their church without some kind of funding, i.e. grant money or state federal money, right? So let's take it a step further. Let's take it a step further. Some of the same people that's yelling pro-life are the same people that says, cut these funding. Cut the funding for these single parents. Don't allow them to get this. Don't allow them to get that. Some of the same people that's yelling pro-life don't want the government to turn around and spend the money. Because my thing is this. Let's say you, okay, let's just say there's no more federal money for abortion clinics or Planned Parenthood, whatever they do. So what are you doing with that money then? Are you turning around and going to put it into after-school programs, daycare programs, prenatal care? Are you going to do what, – what are you doing with it, i.e. taxpayers? Absolutely. What are you going to do with the money? If, you, if you're cutting all the money out, 
so that these people can no longer go and do this thing. The money is still there. Where are we going to earmark it for now? What, what, what project is it going to be earmarked for now? That's my question. But I agree. I agree with you. I'm just, I'm just done with it. Uh, I know it's going to be a conversation that happens for a long time. The, the best thing I can tell everybody is whatever state you live in, y'all got to get out and vote. This is why it's so important that you get out and vote, 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 vote like your life depends on it, because now it literally does. It literally does. How about we overturn gas prices? Oh, yeah, of course. We don't want to talk about that, though. We don't want to talk about how gas prices are literally putting people in the poorhouse right now. We don't want to talk about that. Yes. Oh, I know you, you like, no, no, you, you no, was no, looking. No, no. <laughs> I mean, like, has anybody seen it? Like, the barrel, a barrel of gas now is cheaper. The barrel of oil? Yeah, yeah. oil. It's cheaper now. And and gas is high. It's still high. Like, it, somebody make it make sense. Can't do it. I'm three. I can't make it make sense. <laughs> it's, uh, it's <laughs> baby formula. So let me see here. Uh, Brother Tor, yeah, I, I want to, um. Oh yes, brother Tory checked in too. He said, but oh, he did the check in. Hold yes, on, let me go did. back up. Let me go back yeah. up. I missed this church check in. Let me grab that real quick. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The Israel of God teacher, brother Bowie, brother Bowie, I think it's right. Food for thought, dealing with behavior as believers in Christ. Ooh, okay, dealing with behaviors as believers in Christ. All right, let me go down. Let me go back down. Brother Tory said, did you see the woman running for Congress with Trump, uh, thanking the Supreme Court for a victory for white women? Uh, no, no, she said. What she said was for white lives. Now she's trying to correct herself. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. Let me see if I can find it and play it for y'all real quick. Uh, uh, yeah. Let me, see if, let me see if this is it. Because I was like, uh, this is ridiculous. Uh, but this is what she said. Let me see if the video is here. And I can get the audio for y'all real quick. Uh, come on, video. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Subscribe to keep reading. Really? They kill me. Every time you want to try to read something. Uh, okay, ABC News. Let's see if y'all will let me have it. Come on. Be nice to me. <laughs> Thanks, baby. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you so much. All right, come on. Okay, these ads are ridiculous, man. Can I just get to the... Um, what I'm trying to get to, I guess not. Uh, I'll, I'll play it for y'all in a minute. Wait, I got to let an ad run in the background. I ain't going to get an ad. They paying them to pay. They can pay me too. Um, but this is the conversation. So uh, GOP Representative Miller was speaking alongside Trump. And listen to these comments. I'm going to get this from ABC News' website. President Trump, it's a, such an honor to be able to welcome you to God's country. I'm so honored to have your endorsement. President Trump, on behalf of all the MAGA patriots in America, I want to thank you for the historic victory for life in the Supreme Court yesterday. Y'all heard it. White life. <laughs> the victory for white life. And you know, so she, she's now saying it was a slip of the tongue. She's saying it was a... Um, she says she misspoke. That's what that's her new that's her new thing now. She she says she misspoke. She says her campaign uh says the lawmaker very clearly meant to say a victory for right to life <laughs> and called the incident a mishap. 
But she clearly said white life, in case you missed it. She clearly said white life. I mean, there it is. I don't know how many times you... <laughs> Uh, that that's what she said. Thank you for white life. And I thought about this. I thought about this, and I could be wrong, and maybe I'm just having a moment. If it was only black women and minorities having abortions, would this be a problem? If it was only black women and minorities and other minorities having abortions. Would, there, would, would pro-life matter to these pro-life people and the ones that's doing the voting? I'm, that's just a question. That's just a question. Because, yes, I know abortions happen. Everybody, everybody's having them, but white folks, is having, white folks was having them too. White life. Right. <laughs> that, that, and that's what I'm saying. If these was just... If, if they were saying only black babies was being murdered and Hispanic babies and all these other ones, I wonder if there would have been a, would, would the same energy have been put into changing the law? I wonder. I don't know. It's just a conversation. I just wonder if the, if, if the number said it was 90% minorities, and 10% white. Because here's what it is. You do know white folks, white for oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, Felicia. Uh, I, 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 I wonder, I wonder why, I wonder if the number was different. Because I understand white people already recognize that in, what, 10 years from now, 10 years from now, they gonna, they're, they're, all, they're on the verge of being the minority in this country. And so that that's an issue for them, period. So do you think that's an issue for them, period. Scam likely. Two five two from North Carolina. I should answer just to see what it is and put it on the air. Don't do it. Okay. <laughs> I didn't have scam likely before. Before it just said potential spam. Now I have scam likely. <laughs> uh since I put that SIM card in here. Anyway, uh I it's just it, it's a thought for me. So Felicia says, I'm going to read Felicia's comment, and then I'm going to read the rest of the comments. <laughs> Felicia says, I'm trying to figure out how every issue now includes the L- LGBTQ plus and the rest of the stuff, because I'll never get the rest of it right. What is it? LGBTQ something plus, I can't get the rest of it right. Uh, Regina says, black brown folks will get a gift card. Huh, right. If it was just us going... They pay for it in a minute. They would pay for it in a minute. I have no doubt about that. I have no doubt about that. Uh, Anthony says food for thought. Here's my, here's my, here's my response to you, though, Felicia, because I know what you're saying. Okay. Go ahead. What you got? Hmm. And then when you get a chance, because I know you don't want me to get up, because you give me something to drink. When yes. You Thank you. Okay. In this overpopulated world. Yes. Overpopulated? Are we? You think we're overpopulated? I believe we are. You over there sounding like Thanos. I'm not going to Thanos nobody. That's what you sound but like. In this overpopulated world. That's what you sound like. And we started to see in the in the neighborhoods mm-hmm. that schools are now closing or taking in more kids or, you know, you know, like, you know, like two schools are merging into each other because we know 
African Americans are no longer having babies, just, you know, six and seven of them, eight, eight, nine, ten of them at a time anymore like this. Um, I just wonder sometimes, do they think, like, you know, if we bring back, if we stop these abortions and everything else like that, then, I don't know, I just feel like it's a it's a greater con going on. Like you Have the abortions, I mean, stop the abortions, and then what? <clears throat> Have all these these unwanted children running around? Because we got plenty of them running around now. Right. There's I mean, plenty of them running around now, unwanted. Yeah, I, mean, I I get I get that. Like you know, but you you know, it was the thing like how how you know Social Security got got started because of what? Okay. And so it, it's like it's like they're trying to I guess I want to say reactivate because we're making you have these kids and everything. So like you know all the, all the government assistance. Does it does it start back up again? Mm-hmm. Do, do, are we back at? Are we trying to go back to 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 you know to start? Like you know nobody wants government food anymore. Nobody wants. Everybody wants to live a middle class life, and they want they want the rest of the world to go back. I never seen I never seen a place America that want us to go back to scratch. <laughs> and it's not just the African American community. It's just period. Right. And everything. Because you know, because you're because because you guys are about to be the minority, and everything else like that. Oh, we got to stop this and everything. You know, um, just getting off going downtown sometimes. Um, I would pass by the Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. and everything, and so, and so like you know, not not to you know not like I wasn't bird watching, but you know, of course you got the protesters outside. Right. But when when you see the people walking in. It wasn't us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brother Tori just put some numbers up. He says, we make up 37% of abortions. White women make up 34%. Public Enemy called it in their song years ago, Fear of a Black Planet. Planned Parenthood was supported by billionaires who cared less about us aborting our children. Uh, the numbers are like 600,000 plus a year. Yeah. So that, 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 and that's what it is. When you got, if, it, if that number was, was, was 64 and 17 or 60 and 11, it wouldn't even matter. They would say have at it. They would say have at it if it was if it if it was anything less than that. So she says your pro life is tearing up downtown. <laughs> tearing up downtown what now? Go ahead. You know Taylor been taking pictures for the last couple of days. Oh okay. Um. Did she go to the yeah thing she, yesterday too? Yeah, she was. There. She's been there for the last two days. The pride parade. Oh no, she. I don't think she did that. Oh no okay. no 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 no. Oh, she didn't go to but, that. One. Um, okay. But in terms of, uh, I get what Felicia was saying about the LG, you know, because, you know, they make it about themselves as well. Like, you know, they, 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 they always become the ugly stepsister and everything because did you see how they want to change, um, like, you know, how men wear their shirts, you know, out, off at the beach. Now the transgender, if they, you know, have changed to this body, to this body, they want their shirts off too. No, ma'am, no, sir, you can't do that. I mean, you saw that. That's a fight in Everson right now. Is that what it is? Yes. I'm, I'm confused. I saw somebody posted. I saw a tweet saying Everson is looking to yes. p- pass, uh, if you want to, uh, new beach for women to be topless for women to be topless. It's discrimination. So it's if you were, I mean, if so, if you were a man, you could be topless. 
Right. But now they're saying if you're a man who now has done stuff to become a woman, they you can be top because you so so you want to so you want to take advantage of the 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 freedom for the that a man has right. in your now female body. Right. See, there's a there's a yeah. Well, that's the thought, Felicia. She says now they're, they're they the thought is they can overturn same sex marriage mess. Uh, that's different. Well, that is that that's that's something that Clarence Thomas. Uh, that's fine. Uh, something that Clarence Thomas. It yeah, that'd be better. Something that Clarence Thomas. I think I wouldn't be surprised if that's something that comes back up. If somebody brings, uh, if somebody brings, thank you. If somebody, but somebody has to bring a lawsuit first. The Supreme Court just can't um, uh, take it because it's not a case. Somebody would have to to bring it up and 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 it would have to make its way up the up through the court system. So and this is again, this is why it's so important that you go to these elections because all it takes is uh, somebody with the right lawyer, with the right amount of money, that can get through the local courts, your local Supreme Court, and then the then the actual. Uh, Supreme Court of the United States of America. If they can get it outside of the state courts and get it to the Supreme Court, that's when you'll start to see it happen. Because I've noticed, I want to, I want, I want to show y'all this tweet because uh, I can't even believe it. I want to show y'all this. Um, I want to show you this tweet. And maybe I thought maybe I was looking too much into it, right? I'm like, nah, you, you, you overthinking this, Danny. You, you, you overthinking this. Uh, it's not that serious. Uh, but then I said, well, you know what? Let me, let me, uh, uh, let me, let me see if this is really what this, if this says what I think it says. Uh, because I thought, like, are you serious right now? Like, is this really what you, what you, what you're trying to say, sir? Uh, senator John Cornyn is a senator in Texas. He's a senator in Texas, and in his uh, celeb- in his celebration of the law being passed, he put up this tweet, and he didn't take it down. And I'm sure it's still not down. I just want to find it uh, to see if it's still up here, uh, because I was like, "Oh my, this is interesting." Okay, let me keep going because I got to scroll through all his tweets. Uh, but he put up it was his response to to uh his response to this ruling change uh was quite interesting and it said a lot oh here we go uh this is him responding to uh this is him responding to Barack Obama so Barack Obama had tweeted uh, the first tweet. Let me, uh, can I share my screen? It should be up already. You see it? Oh, wait, maybe I don't have the right connection. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I'm connected? Yeah, you see it? Really? Okay. Uh, let me share this. Let me kill it, and then you can, let me go back in real quick. You should be able to get it this time. Switch your cast. Switch your cast. Come on, switch your, thank you. What about now? Hmm. You still don't see it? Oh, there you go. While I'm waiting on that one, 
Uh, let me see. Regina says, how many females that don't look like me had their identities changed prior to entering the clinic? <laughs> uh, yeah, let me read this real quick. Here we go. This is the tweet uh, from, uh, from what's this dude's name? From Barack Obama. Barack Obama put up this tweet, and this is the response. Let me go this way. Barack Obama said, today the Supreme Court not only reversed nearly 50 years of precedent, it relegated the most intensely personal decisions someone can make to the whims of politicians and, idea, and ideologues, attacking the essential freedoms of millions of Americans. That's what, that's, what the, uh, that's what Barack Obama tweeted. This is what Senator John Cornyn responded with. Now, do Plessy versus Ferguson and Brown versus the Board of Education. How y'all reading that? How y'all reading that? Just like it's written. How y'all reading it? I, I mean, y'all tell me. How y'all reading that? What 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 it look like to y'all? Make America great again. He's trying to make America great again. He want to reintroduce segregation. Now, he's saying he was trying to compare this to when Brown versus the Board of Education overturned those laws. But that's not what you said, sir. And you're clearly intelligent enough to know that putting this up there, this is what they call dog whistling. This is what they call, well, I'm going to send a message. It's just not, it's just only going to be for the right people to hear it and see it. They going to, some, they, they, these people going to get mad about it, but I typed it this way so that y'all would know that I'm with y'all. Shawanda's referencing the Handsmaid's Tale. What's up, Shawanda? She says, hello, the first season TV series Handsmaid's Tale is based on what is going on now. The plan is to take us as women back into time where we had no rights. The Handsmaid's Tale was released in April 2017. Wow. I never watched it. No, why would I watch the Handmaid's Tale? I thought it was like a girly movie, a TV show. No? So, again, here we are. In 2022, the words of a senator from, where else, Texas. There you go. There you go. Thank you. Uh, I said, wow, that's just some, that is, that, I saw that and I go, did he really say that out loud? <laughs> Felicia says, handsmaid's, t- handsmaid's, I can talk, read, handmaid's tale is great. <laughs> I'm putting S's where there are none. Handmade tail is great. Uh, so that that's that's the foolishness that I saw there. Last thing real quick. Uh, last thing real quick. It's on Hulu. Yeah, I believe that's where it is. Last thing real quick. This mess. I'm, y'all saw the BET Awards last night. What you got? Oh, y'all saw the BET Awards last night. I don't know. You know what I found funny, though, before I start talking about all of the, the crazy stuff? I saw some comments, some, some, some comments, I said comments, some comments from some people on Facebook uh, and Instagram and other people talking about the singing or the lack thereof last night. So here, here, is, uh, here is my thought. So I can't sing, right? Not like sing. Like I can, I can carry a background tune, a backup vocal all that, but I can't sing, sing. You know what I mean? So I saw comments from people who really think they can sing. 
talking about folks that were singing. And I wanted to say so bad, have you listened to your own music? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. The other one that we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Nothing. No, not that one either. No. But I'm just saying, uh, I'm like, y'all talking about people anyway, but I just want I to skip here. I want to skip here. I want to skip here. I saw Little Kim. Y'all know Little Kim? What is happening to this woman? What is she going through? When you look at the picture, and again, this is a guy's perspective. Y'all girl ladies, y'all a little harder than we are. But this is a guy's perspective. What is wrong? There was nothing wrong with Lil' Kim that I could see from when she was introduced. She's a beautiful chocolate little girl. Nothing wrong with her. Nothing. She was nice looking. She had a nice body. I don't know what she decided she was going to do stretching all I mean now she literally looks like uh, 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 Danny DeVito when he played the penguin in the Batman movie. Her hips don't even they, I mean well I get, clearly they're not real. And and it's, it's 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 scary that she's doing this stuff to her face and her body. And I guess the question is like, what what has to be going on? I guess that's a question for Doctor Thomas. Well, I wonder what goes through the mind when you're constantly making because that looks like that's something new she done did, or this, uh, have those those uh, artificial hips <laughs> always been there? That sounds real crazy. But have those have those hips always been look like she has enhanced them even more? Either that it was bad lighting or something, but God, Lee, like, what is wrong? Uh, uh, she said, I missed it. I was watching Bobby Jones' gospel show. What? <laughs> Stop. Ferrari Torres said, Barack Obama is the one that put the battery on the alphabet community. Same bird, bro. Uh, Democrat, Republican, same bird, two wings. His best buddy is, well, you know, I, I said that for years on this show. That, and, and, and we know why Barack did it. He did it for the vote. I don't think he did it because he cared or that he actually even believed. I believe he did what he did to push through that agenda because he needed that vote. I promise you he needed that vote. They came to him and was like, if you don't help us, we will turn the other way or we won't show up at all. And we won't help fund your campaign. Because one thing about the LGBTQ plus IA, thank you. They have funding, they have media, and they got all of that. They got all of that, and they got the connections. And so, and they're now, in, and, and, and they're playing their role well. And they're united. They are united. Now, the one thing that I'm sure that the LGBTQ community ain't got to worry about, they're not going to be able to change the same-sex laws. You know why? The marriage laws. You know why? Because there's too many Republicans that same sex as well. There's too many of them out there because if they, if they thought it was something they could do, they would have done it. But it's, 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 it's a lot of conservative gay people. It's a lot of gay people that voted for Trump, believe it or not. A lot of them. A lot of them. So don't even think about it. Anyway, I'm going to move on. 
It's about 8.30. We're going to uh, take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to jump into our uh, conversation for the night. Uh, yeah, we're going to jump into our conversation for tonight. I'm going to play this one. They, they didn't flag this one yet. Let me see. Oh, did they flag? No, they did flag uh, Felicia's sister song. They flagged that one first. And then they started flagging. So all of a sudden, you know what it is? I think Facebook added some new um, algorithms to their stuff. Because now music that was never even being flagged before, flagged before uh, is now being flagged. And it's, it's starting to disturb me. Uh, so that's why we've been playing. I've, I've been getting some, um, what is it, some... Some uh, what is it? Uh, <laughs> some copyright free uh, music to play until we can figure out how this stuff can start getting blocked. So we'll be right back, y'all. Give me a few seconds. Tela Radio.
We are coming on back. Taking on the talk radio show, mission on Monday, June 27th. We are back. I see some of y'all were still putting comments in. <clears throat> Please say you don't need a BBL. You need self-esteem lift. I know that's right. Vanity, last day. Um, Sister Simpson says, good night, Dr. King or Brother King. I got to get up in the morning for work. Have a great evening. Great topic. Okay, understood. Uh, Brother Tory says, BET is promoting the destruction of any morals that we have left and <clears throat> pushing the agenda of those that are against us in the name of liberation and being free. Uh, Will, we have become the poster children for everything sinful. Wow. Uh, I, You know what? <clears throat> I was done with BET. Uh, BET has not been relevant. Oh, my, that's what I hear. BET has not been relevant for some time. Uh, and I knew BET was going down here when they got rid of BET News. Anybody remember BET News? BET News used to come on about 9 o'clock on BET. And it was a national news, but it was BET covering the news. <clears throat> they covered national news, but they also covered what was happening with us in our areas and neighborhoods. And when they got rid of BET News and went to this MTV style when they pretty much when they sold out to Viacom when um what's one man's name? Uh I was gonna call him Ben Carson, but that's not him. Uh the guy that owned B E T and so uh Bob Johnson, thank you. Bob Johnson. When Bob Johnson sold B E T to Viacom for I don't know how many billions or whatever. It went on this really commercial non relevant phase not being relevant at all uh went to straight videos and this and we're gonna do this and do that and then we're gonna go into all these reality shows i.e just like mtv uh we're gonna go you know mtv had the real world joint and road rules so then bet came up with theirs and so on and so on and so on i am not a fan now, i will say this did anybody see the commercial uh, that BET was running last night for from Procter & Gamble? Procter & Gamble, and I'll talk about that real quick, then I'm going to move on. Procter & Gamble was running um, some commercials last night, um, and they were interesting. Uh, and the reason they were in- interesting uh, is because of uh, who was being featured in the article in the in the uh, uh, in the commercials in the commercials? And I believe I'm trying to find one if I could find one. Um, but if I if I I believe I I wish I had it. Uh, let me do it this way, BET, because they were targeting African Americans. And they were showing African-Americans in a different light than what people sometimes perceive us. I I, I wish I knew the name of the commercial. Um, For some reason, I almost want to say it was the title of that sermon I want to preach, Second Look. Uh, And it, it, it it was a really, 
really good ad, uh, and I was just happy to see. And my my issue with it is, why is it only running on BET? That was going to be my issue. Why is it only running on BET? Uh, because it needs to be on regular television. Why are they not? Why, Procter & Gamble got plenty of money. Uh, why isn't Procter & Gamble spending this money on the local and main networks? Why is this not on ABC, CBS, Fox, uh, NBC? Why is it not showing up there? This might be it right here. Let me see. Choose action. Uh, I thought the commercial was great. I really thought the commercial was great, but it just it it. I'm like, wow, this is a story that I would love for people to uh, love for people to see on a regular basis. When we showing all these other commercials, uh, it would be really great uh, if they would show these commercials somewhere else. It would be really great if they would show these commercials on another screen so that people could see what was really going on. I just thought it would be really, really great. Oh, this is the commercial right here. Here it is right here. I'm going to play this. Oh, I need to share my screen again. Uh, this is the commercial right here, and then I'm, I'm going to jump into our conversation for tonight. Let me get back to that. Let me know what you can see. We have to go out and come back in. This was the commercial that aired last night. stories we've been shown, a narrow view that limits our understanding. But there's so much more to see. widen the screen so we can widen our view. Now, first time I saw that commercial was last night 
on BET. Now, I can promise you, a whole lot of folks that don't look like uh, folks that don't look like us, don't look like me, with a lot of people that don't look like me, weren't watching BET last night. And and so so I am uh, always interested. I love the fact because we're not, because watch this. Some of us look at our people like that too. We think, we, we, we have thoughts. Brother Tory says, uh, unfortunately they're working, uh, they work on the minds of our youth and giving them a vision that glorifies being ratchet. Look at our youth, some of the young sisters. Some want to look like little Kim, lavish living in the smoke screen. The other side of that picture happens all too often. Yeah. Because and you think about it, we saw those, those, think about those different scenes. The brother, you know, with the locks, he coming up, he got a bag, he up in the car, he driving somewhere in the dark, like he parking in the alley somewhere, because that's what it looked like. The two boys walking into a, 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 a little a convenience store at night. You got the, 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 um, uh, the, the Middle Eastern um, uh, uh, store clerk or owner, whatever, and you got the two black boys, and he looking up at the camera. Then you got the other one with the pregnant, the pregnant woman with two kids already. She's pregnant and got two kids, and it looked like it's another single mama incident and her walking by herself struggling from the grocery store because that's what it looked like. I love the direction and the artistry of that commercial. Here is my question, though. Why is it only on BET? Procter & Gamble is a billion-dollar company. They can buy ads anywhere. Why are we keeping our heads on a swivel? Exactly. <laughs> you, I know why. <laughs> you know why. <laughs> yeah. He said the store scene looks like men. It did, didn't it? I, I had a minister to a society thought, too, when I saw the commercial last night. I'm like, what is this? Because I thought it was a rap video, to be honest with you. I thought it was somebody's new video, because I don't, I don't know none of these new people that perform anymore. I thought it was a rap video that was starting. But then it was like I felt that same guilt of thinking that thinking the worst when I saw that video of what was what was possibly about to happen and every, everything in that video is the opposite of how we are perceived in certain parts of the world in certain parts of the country rather put that video Procter and Gamble I would I would be curious to know why that video why there isn't a push why that video isn't played in mainstream ABC CBS NBC Fox WGN CNN, Fox News, MSNBC. Why is it not being played there? Makes you wonder, right? Because Procter & Gamble can say, yeah, we, we, we put this amount of money into trying to help this and that. Okay, but then where, but where did you put it, though? Where did you show it? How did you put it out? How did you express it? What did you do? That's always my question. Anyway, uh, let's do this, y'all. Let's jump into our conversation uh, for tonight. It is a good one, and we will get out of here. Uh, it is, why do churches resist change, and what can you do about it? Why do churches, what are they selling in that commercial? They're not selling anything. They're just telling people to take a, 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 a better look or widen the screen. That's like my taking second, second, second look sermon. But they're just telling people to widen the screen, widen your views. Or before you judge a people, a whole people, based off of what 
movies tell you or based off what people tell you, take a second look before you judge. That's what they're pushing. That's what they're selling. But I get what you're saying because they ain't selling none of their products. That's why it's not on mainstream TV. I get it. I I, I completely get it. But, um, you know, we have to, we have to, I, it, it just makes me wonder how and why, uh, how and why that's not, that's not being, uh, that's not being broadcast more. All right, let's jump into this, y'all. Uh, last week we did an article about change in church, about people wanting their church to grow, but not wanting to change. They want their church to grow, but they don't want their church to change. Uh, and I really want to do, I meant to send that to uh, Pastor Person too, because I really want to do, do that for Bible study. Um, but here's what this one is. This one is just as good, I'm, I hope. Why do churches resist change, and what can you do about it? Why do churches resist change, and what can you do about it? The writer says this, we often hear that people resist change. I'm not sure that's entirely accurate. Uh, the writer says, we'll tackle that uh, partial truth another time. For now, let's focus on why pastors and churches resist change as well. Some background on why churches resist change. Every organization, church, business, non-for-profit, and all others, struggle with change. Change moves people from a state of known to a place of unknown. Known is comfortable, and the unknown is far from it. Organizations exist because leaders need to bring order to the chaos of creative activities. Order allows for scale and predictability, all of which are essential. The bringing of order creates the organization, but also simultaneously slows the creative leadership elements of change. This happens in every organization, but churches resist change even more or so it seems. Obviously, a complete lack of order isn't the answer. Churches need order. The clinical uh, nature of what we do, is it already Sunday, you know, requires organizing our work, staff, and volunteers. This is attention. Order produces resistance to change because change provokes disorder in the organization. Let me read that again. Order produces resistance to change because change provokes disorder in the organization. That's the problem. That desperately needs a solution. Brother Tory, I just saw your, your post. He says, the Men's Society program, the worst in our youth. Boys in the Hood, introduction of the 40-ounce malt liquor. Yeah, but here's the deal. Here's the deal, Brother Tory. I'm, I'm, I'm going to address your, your, your deal. It addressed, it didn't introduce 40 ounce because uh, what, what year did Boys in the Hood come out? Hold on. What year was Boys in the Hood, 90s? 1991? I was 21. Yeah, so I would have been 21. Boys in the Hood. Yeah, I, I knew what a 40 ounce was long before 1991. What I will say, what I will say, Brother Tory, is Boys in the Hood also showed us what it meant to have a father that cared. It also meant enough to show us about owning black businesses. Yeah, we remember the, all the gangbanging stuff, but what was Lawrence Fishburne's character trying to teach them when he drove them out to that vacant lot? He talked about ownership. He talked about buying property. He was trying to educate his son, and his son's friend, what men do, what we're supposed to do. So, yeah, I know so many people took away, and you're right, quite a few young folk took away, that, and this is why it's so necessary to, instead of letting your child go see that movie by himself, 
and uh, you should have went with your child. And yes, there was bloodshed. Yes, there was violence. But there was also education taking place in that movie. And we saw at the end what that life led to. We saw what happened. We love the Ice Cube's character, right? We love the fact that Ice Cube's character got revenge for his brother. But at the same time, we saw what happened with Ice Cube's character. He got revenge, and then what did it say? Two weeks later, or a month later, it showed up on the screen, he also got killed. We also saw how promising careers can get ruined or you can get hurt by running with the wrong people. So there's a lot of lessons in Boys in the Hood other than the violence, other than the violence. Sammy Odio is back from Tanzania. God bless you. I saw him on the, um, oh, on the, on the feed yesterday, on, watching the church service yesterday. God bless y'all. God bless y'all. John Singer, Spike Lee always had messages in their movies. Right, because you could say, you know, you could say, uh, um, but what did I, again, the problem there, he says, what did I you take away? The problem there, Brother Tory, is because there is no adult supervision after the fact. That's why when those movies say R-rated, uh, not for children, whatever, or parental guidance necessary, you, we, didn't, we didn't do our job. We let our kids go to them. Now, mind you, I was 21 when that movie came out. So I was grown, at least legally. <laughs> but I was 21 when that movie came out. And so I could appreciate everything. Now, for a kid that went to go see that at 12, there were 12-year-olds that went to go see that movie. 13-year-olds that went to go see that movie. Glorifying the drive-by shootings. Glorifying all that. That's, but that was the life of people who lived in South Central L.A. Uh, but they did have mental because school days. Did I go to the big thick? <laughs> that will be our comment of the day. <laughs> Did I go to the McVickers? No. Uh, Boys in the Hood. I believe I saw Boys in the Hood 1991. That would have been Burnham Plaza. Burnham Plaza. That was the last. That was one of the last good movie theaters downtown before they did all the rebuilds and the AMCs took over everything. Burnham Plaza downtown. Burnham Plaza movie theater. That's where I went to see Boys in the Hood. With a good name, Nicole Jackson. Yeah, I remember that very well. That, exactly. Same one I put out on the toll road on I-88. You, see how you remember that name? Same one I put out on the toll road in 19... 19- Yes, the same girl, same girl. When I put out on the toe, she said, let me out. What? <laughs> what? The Lord ain't got to forgive me. I ain't asked for forgiveness. She said, let me out the car. I pulled over, and I let her out the car. <laughs> <laughs> right on, and you know, we had, they had pay phones then, so she was good. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Let me get back to this. So we're talking about why churches need change. The writer said that's a problem that desperately needs a solution. The church is the hope of the world. We've been given the saving message of the gospel to share and spread across the globe. But the world is continuously in a state of change. Culture changes. 
openness to truth changes. Consumerism has changed how people look at products, organizations, and churches. Expressive individualism has changed our response to authority, like God and his church. Moving from a Christian to post-Christian culture has dramatically affected the church and their generational effects. These current changes aren't the only changes that we'll face. These are just the recent changes. There's more on the way. Because change is the only constant in life. That's from the ancient Greek philosopher Heraclitus. If the world we serve is ever-changing, that leaves us with only one choice. Only a church capable of changing can maintain influence in an ever-changing world. That's a good message. Only a church capable of changing can maintain influence in an ever-changing world. Three reasons. So let's jump into this real quick. Because it's just, yeah, it's just three reasons. Because that's the short, this is a short article. Three reasons why churches, three reasons, three reasons why churches struggle with change. Three reasons churches resist change. The writer says this, the writer says this, uh, Brother Odio says, amen, brother, I'm glad I wake up on time. Very blessing, uh, very blessing message. Oh, bless you. Uh, brother Tori says, it's programming after with Scarface and all those other mouths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true, though. That's true. That's true. Video games, too. I told y'all I shared my video game story. Three reasons churches resist change. That's a great question. Indeed, there are many reasons. He says, in my time researching churches and landing one, leading one myself, I'd like to suggest three specific challenges to leading change. Each of these challenges alone creates sufficient resistance to change. From what I see, most churches embrace more than just one. So let's jump into it. The first one is a misplaced theology. Uh-oh. Misplaced theology. The writer says this. Reading passages like Hebrews 13 and 8 might tempt us to resist change. After all, if Jesus never changes, shouldn't we follow his lead? It's clear the author of Hebrews, I saw that, it's clear the author of Hebrews isn't referencing ministry models or strategies. Still, we sometimes allow misplaced theology to underpin our refusal to change, refusal to adjust. Let me tell you all this right now. It's a whole lot of religions using some misplaced theology right now, which is why this world is in the turmoil that it's in, because everybody chooses to change the context of Scripture to fit their religion instead of just going by what the writer intended at the time he wrote it and what was it intent then because everything that the I wish I could help some people some of the writing in the Bible is specific to the people and the place then then not now let me keep going here it is uh, Hebrews 13 and 8, y'all know it. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's Hebrews 13 8. It's undoubtedly true that some things like Jesus should never change. They won't change. The mission of the church should remain unchanged. Regrettably, though, pastors too often equate the methods to the mission. Methods are models. Uh, methods and models are just current ministry strategies, and they are not above, above reproach. We should implement them when they provide success and change them when they don't. The mission of the church never changes, but methods always do. Can I help you all real quick? I have said this for years. You don't have to change the gospel message. 
but the method that you deliver it absolutely has to change. I was asked today uh, to do a uh, – I'm going to be teaching in July uh, at the Northwood Baptist River District um, for the minister's sessions uh, about hybrid churches and bringing your church up to speed and, and how some have said they only want to go digital and they, they, they're, they're giving up the, the internal and others have said they don't want to go digital. They just want to be internal. And we want to talk about the successes, the successes and failures of, of what can help save ministries when they are, uh, uh, when they have the hybrid model, the hybrid model, but change is absolute. The method has to change. Let me, let me say this. Think about this for a moment. Let's put physical Jesus, physical Jesus, in 2022. Y'all think Jesus still going to be riding around on a camel trying to get from here to wherever? If Jesus was trying to go to Rome and he was in Chicago, you, you, you think he's going to get on a, 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 a boat and leave Lake Michigan? And, and and let Lake Michigan connect to back to the Mississippi River, and Mississippi River then going to take him somewhere back towards the uh, Atlantic Ocean, yeah, towards Florida, and then take the Atlantic Ocean all the way back over the other way to that way? Y'all think that's going to work out? Y'all think that's really going to work? You think that's how Jesus is going to travel? No. He's going to still teach his gospel message. But he's going to teach it using whatever methods are available to him to best serve him for his purpose. Meaning, guess what? I tell you, Jesus would have a podcast. Jesus would have a podcast. Jesus would have a TV show. Jesus would have a radio show. Jesus would be using all of the means at his disposal to share his message. All of them. To share his message. Now, you, if you think Jesus ain't going to hop on an airplane and fly so he can go somewhere and preach another message versus, well, you know, he don't need No, no, stop it. He used every, even in his descriptions, even in his parables, he used things that they could relate to. He taught, think about it. They, all they knew was the Old Testament. Right? All they had was the scriptures, was the Old Testament, the Torah, and 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 the and the, the, the original uh books of the Bible. That's all they had, right? That's all they had. Jesus comes and he starts teaching using uh, uh analogies and illustrations that 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 fit the time. When he talks about the sower sowing on good ground. When he talks about the 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 uh, 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 carpentry and building on 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 solid foundations, when he talks about that, he talked in levels and ways that they would understand. You don't think Jesus would be at home right now trying to create some content to put on social media right now? If you think I'm lying, guess what? You I, I understand why your church looked the way it looked. I understand why your ministry looks the way it looks. Because you think Jesus is going to still be trying to ride around on the donkey, on that same ass he came into pass or uh, he showed up with uh, 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 when they was having the same one he rode in with. Y'all think he's going, he going to show up like that? Brother Tory says it started in America, in America, 
with the Eurocentric form of Christianity that we've been fed. The gospel of the kingdom of God is talking about redeeming the people scattered throughout the world and gathering them back to him. And it's not only for Israel, but to all that serve him in sincerity and truth. Yeah. And you're right, Brother Tori, and, and Felicia, absolutely practical teaching. He would absolutely do that. He wouldn't be trying to beguile people with big words and all of that stuff. He wouldn't be doing none of that. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. We're talking about why do churches resist change and what can you do about it? Number two, number two, the church is called to be an alternative to culture, an alternative to culture. Let me read it again. The church is called to be an alternative to culture. The writer says this. This is a close cousin to misplaced theology. Mm. The writer says, as a follower of Jesus, we are called to live a life worthy of the calling we have received. Ephesians 1 is a quick sample in Scripture directing us to be other than this world. Small sample. The writer says, as a prisoner for the Lord, this is the NIV version, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Then if you go down to uh, Romans 12 and 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world. Y'all know this one. Uh, uh, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. One more. Uh, two more. First Peter 2 and 9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Therefore, Second Corinthians, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone and the new is here. There's a few samples here. Let me get to Felicia's comment. Felicia said this, it is also the individuals. I have never been in a multicultural church. God is opening my heart and mindset every Sunday. Worship is universal, no color line. I agree, Felicia. I agree with you 100%. I, I, I agree with you 100%. Uh, we, we have to get, don't get me wrong. I love being at a black church because that part of me wants that connection um, to, to the sound of what gospel music sounds like. But I don't, but I don't want to restrict the wanting of that to uh, be a stumbling block of me becoming or being able to have a more diverse conversation with people. I, I got happy in my spirit when that young Asian lady and her husband was getting ready to leave out of here, and they walked out my door right outside here, and I was talking to them, and I leave, and they was like, oh, your message was so wonderful. God bless you, and thank you. And I said, they could relate to me. God bless the name of Jesus. Because I always want to talk and have a regular, plain conversation with folks. I'm going to keep the word where it is, but putting it in a way, in context. That's why I preached out of Leviticus yesterday. I had to. I had to. Because I know I wanted to preach something encouraging for people that had just graduated, but I had to, you, that scripture needs to be broke down because so many people are condemning people based off a lot of that Leviticus stuff. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. As church leaders, the writer says this. He says, uh, it's easy to follow the thought pattern. We don't belong to this world. We've been set apart from this world. The world may be ever-changing, but we don't. Uh, because God doesn't. Therefore, drum roll, please, our church shouldn't change. That's their thought. Uh, as church leaders, though, we have to realize the difference between being in and being of the world. Participating in this world is not equal to adjusting our methods to reach this world. When Jesus told us, go into all the world, 
I think he knew that would require some some methodological adjustments, but not theological adjustments. As the church, we are called to offer an alternative way of living, but we are not required to utilize outdated methods. Come on now. We're not required to use outdated methods. Let me say it like this. Tent revivals. I know people love tent revivals, and they always sound good. But here's my problem with revivals, period. Tent revivals. In the Bible, first of all, I don't, uh, the church is an alternative to chitlin, because some believe what came out the pigs behind fell from heaven like manna, and is our culture. I'm not going to argue with you about pork today. <laughs> I'm not going to have this conversation with you about pork. Uh, I'll say this. I love the fact that this writer is talking about not being required to use outdated methods, right? Because a lot of our churches are stuck on ancient methodological systems. They are stuck on it, right? And I I share this story with people. I use this illustration a lot in my preaching. I remember as a kid, I found one of the old stovetop metal irons on my, on my grandmother's back porch. And it was one of those heavy metal irons. The kind you used to sit on the eye of the stove, get super hot, and then you take it off, and then you iron your clothes. And then when it cools off, you put it back on the stove, and you wait for it to heat up again, and then you grab it, you take it off, and you iron that's the thing. So I asked my grandmother, I asked my great-grandmother this question. I said, hey, how come you don't use this iron? It looks like it's heavier, and it'll take out all the wrinkles. And her response to me was, you must be stupid. She said, why would I iron with this iron? And it's going to take me all day. My grandmother was one of those ones who ironed everything she washed and dried, sheets, pillowcases, everything, everything. She said, why would I use this old thing when I got a perfectly good electric iron that does the same thing in a shorter amount of time? She's still ironing. She's still doing the function and completing the task. She's just using a different method. That's it. And we have to learn how to use different methods. Uh, I saw up there, I forgot to tell Ms. Griffin earlier, she put up there that her husband said it was just the right amount of time, too. <laughs> so so, so I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, we got to keep, we cannot stop, we cannot stop ourselves from growing. God didn't give us these minds, these wonderful brains. He did not give us these wonderful brains to restrict them to one line of thinking. Stop sending emails. Don't send another text message. And stop using your cellular phone. And go get you a rotary phone. And plug it back up. And don't get you a cell phone. Take your take your uh uh what's 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 the uh take your fuel injected car. Take your fuel injected car. And get you one with a carburetor that's not fuel injected. Get rid of your power steering car and go get you one with no power steering. Matter of fact, we're going to get rid of automatics too. 
We're going to get you manual shift. We're going to do all of that. And I want, that's what I want. If that's the era you want to live in, then go for it. But don't get in the way of the folks who choose to want to use new methods to get out the same message. That's all. That's, that's what we're talking about. Number three, number three, y'all. We're talking about why do churches resist change and what can you do about it? Number three, number three, last one says capability and availability. Capability and availability. The writer says this, getting past the theological and method, methodological, I'm going to get that word, it's like a good tongue twister, but methodological hangups positions us to change. This position also illuminates the challenges of lasting change. Lasting change must be led with great intentionality. Anyone can change something, but just because something looks different doesn't mean anything has really changed. Leading lasting change means understanding how change progresses. While change efforts fail, what steps to take, what strategies to embrace, and how to support the people experiencing and executing the change. That sentence alone of the complexity. Come on now. Leading lasting change requires that leaders understand change and have adequate time to engage with change. Because church is so uh, um, because search is so cyclical. Get that word right. Cyclical. Um, pastors spend most of their time managing the organization rather than leading change. Oh, that's fact. Oh my God. Pastors spend more of their time managing the organization rather than leading change. The writer says, when I consider how my time is allocated at Woodstock City Church, about 90% of my time is dedicated to management activities. Nothing against management. We need management because ideas, products, and services need order. But all this time managing leaves little time for change leaders. That's why I created Transformation Solutions. He says they help with churches discern what changes need and coach pastors through the challenges when churches resist change. What change possibly does your church need today? Does your church culture need to change? Your strategies, your model, your vision, your digital, digital and physical channel alignment, your volunteer recruitment, retainment and engagement, your generosity stream, your engagement pathway. Those are the questions. Let me see what... Uh, what this says. I think I missed a few. Uh, what's up, Angela? Angela says, uh, there is God, there is God madness to all of my methods. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Uh, Fleece says, the way these subscriptions and cables set up, I'm going to have to pull out my DVD. <laughs> Carrie Willis says, growth is essential. My new iron doesn't even have settings. It determines the material and adjusts. What kind of iron is that? That ain't no that ain't Carrie Willis. She got an iron that don't even got no settings, baby. It adjusts to the fabric. Is it a raw winter? I'm all, you know, she threw me off the whole show right now. You know, I like a good iron piece. You know, I like a good iron. I'll spend some money on the iron. Huh? Ain't nothing like a raw winter. They don't give me no money for saying it, but that's a good iron. Huh? Right. I'm going to keep saying y'all call raw winter. They owe me some money. Uh, what kind of iron is that though? For real. Uh, anyway, she says we have been we have to be willing to upgrade and update in accordance with the times. So true, so true. Uh, Brother Sammy from Tanzania says John sixteen nineteen. If you belong to the world, uh, it would love you as its own, 
as it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Facts, facts. Angela says change is frightening. Change is needed, and it isn't easy. We fight it. I say nothing beats failure but trying. Sometimes try to change. You'll learn to flow in it. Uh, Brother Tori says read Jeremiah 6 and 16. I'm on. Why is my chat still not open on this computer over here? Oh, God, it is a ruin. <laughs> I got happy. Jeremiah. <laughs> uh, what's the model number, Jeremiah? <laughs> like, I need to get that today. Jeremiah 6 and 16. Let's get there. Jeremiah 6 and 16. Um, come on, come on, come on, come on. It says, it says. Uh, let me oh, let me get a different version. Let me get let me get King James, and then I'm gonna jump to uh, message. King James says this: Jeremiah six and sixteen. She put the model number up there and everything. Six and sixteen. Thus saith the Lord: Stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said. We will not walk therein. Okay. Why you want me to read Jeremiah six and sixteen? Because you, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling like you want, you want somebody to stay stuck right there. I feel like you want somebody because walking the old ways don't mean don't put your 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 your, your church broadcast on internet. Because see, 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 you can take walking in the old ways out of context. Walking in the old ways doesn't mean use all mediums to spread the gospel, huh? Come on now. Uh, Felicia, don't bring up the Tesla. I'll have flashbacks. I test drove one for about a good 45 minutes one day. I know everything you do. So please don't tell me about the Tesla because the Tesla is a wonderful machine. Huh? I'm trying, I'm trying to help y'all. Yes, that, that scripture says that. Let me get the message version. People, see, this is why I be getting in trouble with scripture, because, see, this is what they call switching kind of, this is what they call, this is what you call being eisegetical. Because exegesis will tell you, ain't nothing about that scripture telling you to keep ironing your clothes with the stovetop iron. Nothing about that says that. Well, somebody will tell you that. Watch this, 6 and 16, Message Bible. God's message yet again. Go stand at the crossroads and look around. Ask for directions to the old road, the, t- the tried and true road. Then take it. Discover the right route for your souls. But they said nothing doing, we aren't going that way. Simply ask for old paths. Where is the good way? I hear, I hear that too. My problem is, Brother Tory, somebody will read that scripture and say, that's why we don't need uh, televisions in the church, preacher, because we don't need all that, even though you got folks in the back who can't see. That's why we don't need drums in the church, preacher. We can just stomp our feet. We don't need uh, uh, amplified sound. This place was built so that you wouldn't have to have it. Brother Torres, I like to ever went to Iron Two. I'm trying to tell the people. <laughs> Time you look at my Did you find it? How much is it? And next question is, did you order it? 
No, that's me. That's me asking these questions. That's me. That's me. I am. I'm trying to. I'm trying to right now. I'm trying to focus. Uh, oh God. Oh God. Anyway. 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 So that that this is that that that's the thing. We cannot be resistant to change. Do not change the word of God. Okay. We ain't talking about that. We ain't talking about. We're not talking about changing the word of God. Nowhere in this conversation am I trying to tell anybody to change the word of God. Nowhere in this conversation am I trying to change, tell anybody to change the word of God. What I'm saying is the delivery can be changed. The delivery can be changed. We owe it. We owe it to ourselves, and we owe it to God to put his word out in the best possible way we can and the most efficient ways we can. I'm trying to help the people. I wish I would get this. I would, because it, 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 it would bless you if you got it. It would truly bless you if you got it. So uh, that's it, y'all. That's all we got for the night. Now I'm going to look up this iron over here. Because uh, <laughs> I want to know what it do. And is it down to the target? That's what I want to know. Is that the... Bear bad for me, y'all got it? Okay, she gonna, my, my, she gonna, she gonna, she gonna get it for me, y'all. She, she like me a little bit. She gonna get it for me. So my, so my, so I can start putting creases in my jeans again. <laughs> like old people. I'm gonna start creasing my jeans again, baby, so they stand up in the corner with some, with some spray starch. Anyway, let us pray, y'all. Let me get out of here. Father God, we thank you for this evening. God, we thank you for tonight. God, we just thank you for everything that you have given us. God, we thank you. God, I thank you for yesterday. God, I thank you for using me to deliver your word. God, I thank you for each and every member who was here, each and every guest that we had, God, each and every listener to this show. God, we ask right now that you would bless their households. God, give them the desires of their, of their heart if it be in your will. God, we're praying for those who are mourning. We're praying for those who have suffered loss. We're praying for those who are still grieving. Now, God, be a confidence to them. Lift them up. Hold them up in the hollow of your hand and keep them close to your heart. Be a hedge of protection around them as they go to and fro. We pray now in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Let me get these comments. Uh, Angela says, see, if we do it righteously and not just right, we will get it right. Ask God for help. Jesus, if, if Jesus were here today, wouldn't riding on the ass or a donkey, he'd be in the limo. Come on now. Huh? Come on now. I promise you he would. He going to get there by whatever way he going to get there. Now, whatever way he's going to get there. Hey, y'all, look, I got to go. We over time tonight. Let me tell y'all something. And I didn't talk about this earlier. Y'all don't know how wonderful it is that the Nanair alarm go off today. And, babe, I was so glad you, your alarm didn't go off. I was just wonderful. I was so excited that your alarm didn't go off. Because, you know, sometimes you leave your stuff on and it be. <laughs> but it was a wonderful thing. If it went off, I didn't hear. But it's a, I love the fact that, that I didn't have to set no alarms today. Because today was a child-free day. Anybody else's child, free day. Y'all just don't know. It felt good not to have to go to nobody's school building today and not to, tell, not to, hear, not to hear a teacher or a kid say, you doing too much. Y'all just don't know. Look, y'all, I got to go. If you got to drive through these special, 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 special streets, you know the ones we call Chicago, do me a favor, my brother and my sister. Uh, in the braids of Ari Tory likes to remind me quite often. I love it, though. Keep your head on a swivel 
two thieves, one L, one O, we have. With your hands lifted up straight, say it like this, take the limit, so Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.